Hi, friend. Hello, friend. How be? Oh, be like, you know, the usual. I miss you, though. I miss I you, too. I have you in a long, 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 long time. I know. Isn't that terrible? Yeah. It's rude. It is rude. Yeah, life has been much. <laughs> I feel like we come out every week and we're like, Ooh. <laughs> you know, I just started this book because I am so sick of myself, I guess. And I am really trying to get back to working on my mindset. You and I were doing like pretty good with at least really attempting that. <laughs> for a while and um anyway it's the you are a badass book have you heard of that one that's what you were about to say you're a badass bitch and I was really into it and then you're like you're a badass book <laughs> no well it, it I mean you're a badass is the title but it's uh -huh. the book. <laughs> mm -hmm. no no I, I got that <laughs> oh okay yeah so well I mean we can just add bitch on there if you prefer <laughs> I did in my head already so you know I'm good <laughs> excellent yeah so anyway I just started that and um so far I'm liking it I'll keep you posted but right now like I'm kind of trying to work on my mindset and just de-slump as much as I possibly can mm -hmm. so I like that for you thank you that's good <laughs> thank you so I think we were going to talk about writing must-haves today but also include kind of a little chat about how we organize massive amounts of information mm -hmm. for i was about to say for story and then i almost said for snacks honestly it's Which, the you same. know kind of uh on brand yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> i love that i love that and i love you so happy to see you <laughs> Are you trying to make me say I love you? Um, I would never make you do anything. Mm -hmm. I, I can't don't believe you. I can't make you do anything. No, that I believe. Yeah, I. But I, I do feel like uh, you would say nice things to me sometimes, which I like. So, <laughs> anyway, writing must-haves, Gabby. What mm -hmm. do you need? My laptop. Yeah, that's a, there's a good starter. You um. <laughs> Uh, do you use like a free write kind of thing? I know some people use that like for distraction free writing. Do you ever use that? You gave me a very cool I, one. I did. I did. Yes. yes. Yeah. I An affordable one. I like there's you. I've seen like some of the other ones and I like look and I'm like, oh, are these $500? And um, the one I got, I got for you and me. And I also got one for Nadine, but I still haven't met her yet. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I got a brand off of. Mercari? 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 It's like one of those kind of like eBay, basically. But um, I was just looking for some and I was able to get them for not that expensive, like under $50. So mm -hmm. whereas like I've seen people have some and they look really lovely, but I just haven't been able to spring like the three to $500 mark. Yeah. And I, I almost think it's not really worth, I don't know, like, what other functionality do you need other than just to be able to sit and write without distraction, right? Well, that's I, the thing. There's so many distractions. Well, you know, I do it because just it's fun to use. But actually, I kind of function in a way that is a little bit, I don't know if it's weird, but I do get distracted easily when I'm writing. But when I'm really in the zone with something, I'll just 
plow through it and then I'll leave myself notes as I go and I'll just go, 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 go. And I find that the times when I actually do need to look something up, it's because I'm not in the story in the right way. It's either I'm stuck on something and I need to figure something out to be able to get into that stride. And so I've started letting myself lean into that more and allowing myself to actually embrace the distraction a little bit, but in a useful way. So if I find myself going on social media instead of looking up a thing that I know I need for the story, then that's what I try to avoid. And instead try to sort of redirect it going, okay, what is it that I need to look up before I can move on or that I need to figure out because I'm clearly stuck on something if I'm not able to write. But then also, like we always talk about, is this the right time for me to be writing in the day? Am I distracted by something else? Am I thinking about something else? Like the last while, I just haven't been able to write because life's just been hectic. And I've let myself just allow that to be because I know that if I sit down and write when my mind is like that, I'm going to produce something which is I'm going to have to do a lot more work on than if I just let myself work through the things I need to work through and come back to. So I do think the distraction-free stuff is fantastic and also helpful in certain periods for me personally. I think it goes back to that uh, know thyself point we always Mm. talk about, you know. Mm. I enjoy it sometimes for like, you know, where you just want to try on a vibe. I feel like that's usually when I typically use mine like ah I'm unplugging you know and then I just have my keyboard thing where I can't really edit anything I just have to go and then it's gonna be whatever it is um and again like that I I love it for kind of like the earlier stages of a story I think that's wonderful if I'm doing a revision like hell nah like that that would never work for that but everything else like you know I I do enjoy it sometimes yeah I also always have a separate notebook for every story and my process at the beginning I really enjoy messing around as I'm figuring out what the story is playing around with post-it notes moving them through my notebook having sections in my notebook where I have specifically the outline and beats and things but I I use an Excel beat sheet separate to what's in the notebook so that I can tag the notebook as I need with, and I can just write anywhere. And then I have a system for how I start each page so that I can make sure to label it and find things later on as the book fills up. I don't want to have to flick through everything to find it. It's a really, really simple system that I use. And I use that for all of my notebooks so that it's standard and, and easy for me to remember because I, if I do anything complicated and I come back to it next year, I'm going to forget. So definitely I- a notebook. I have to say, I'm sorry to interrupt you. That Mm -hmm. feels like aspirational to me. Like that is, to me, it's like like the main character that was like very bookish and had a mission and was going (laughs) to save the world through her brain. Like that is what she would do. And I want your system. (laughs) You know that you, you said just now, just now is a South Africanism. So I'm sorry, everybody who's like, what the hell is just now? earlier a few minutes ago that Mm -hmm. you try and vibe and when I was a kid I would and I still do this I watch the movies where it's like this kind of whole beautiful mind situation where people just go in deep and then it's all this research and all this stuff all over the wall and I am obsessed with that I love it yes every time I start a new story (laughs) I literally I I just pull on that vibe that is me I am that person you know I love that for you 
I go like full on crazy professor type. I just love it. I stick stuff up on the walls and I have like post-its all over the table. And I think I sent you a picture once. I take those really big sketch sheets. Mm -hmm. Like I, I have this very big watercolor pad. I don't mm -hmm. really like paint and watercolors, but I have this massive sketchbook and I'll just tear a page or two out of there and then put it on my table. So I have this big white background. Sometimes I tape them together and then I pull cards from my tarot decks and Oracle cards and stuff for characters. And I'll lay them out on that. And then I'll take pictures with the white background so that I have it for each notebook. And it's just for inspiration stuff. So I do that just for myself and then I do, and then I'll just like shift that to the side and then take out my notebooks and just go crazy with all of the the, the little um, sticky, uh, what do you call it? The tabs. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and I do color-coded post-its. That's as color-coded as I get. I know people go like crazy with revisions and stuff. And I am too impatient for organizing information in color codes for each chapter. Like that would, it would drive me insane. I hear you, but I love that um, that that brings you shut that that wait I want to say it brings you such joy. <laughs> Dang! <laughs> oh man, too bad it, this is a podcast. I wish I could talk. <laughs> no, I love that. I love that you get so inspired, and I actually I feel like that's been something I've like been missing. I mean, obviously, I love story and I'm obsessed with it. And, you know, my my soul sings when I'm doing it. Right. But, you know, I have felt like kind of a little, I don't know, off for a while, I suppose. And I think like it's, you know, that beginning stage is so beautiful and fun of just like exploring. And um, I recently was like just starting to do what felt like some of that for myself and I've never really been like a Pinterest person as much but I have been like all over some beautiful Pinterest things and really just enjoying myself right now and I think there's just something about being in that dreaming stage that's so important for me and probably for a lot of people. Yeah, I think we sometimes forget to fill our cups when we get really into, we have to write the story and then do the next thing and do the next thing because that's always the advice we get as writers. Finish your book, move on to the next thing, be ready for this and, and have this stockpile of stuff and, and keep working on your craft. It creates this feeling of push, push, push. Mm -hmm. And yes, you have to create and yes, you have to keep going and keep improving your craft, but they're really isn't as much of a rush as we think yeah and I mean this is something I have to remind myself of a lot I don't listen to my own advice often and I know that the pressure that I put on myself is completely internal there are obviously also external factors in my life like you know living <laughs> which <laughs> puts pressure on me of course yeah to, to, to do things and get them right but Aside from those things, there can be a more realistic way to look at what that pressure means and how it translates mm -hmm. to how we create. So I do try to remind myself of that and I'm, I'm not great at it, but I love that you're using Pinterest or just any kind of visual. I love visual aids for story. I'm just thinking about other stuff that I use and realize that it's it's literally just for physical, actual, getting to the writing things, 
my laptop, my notebooks, my stationery. Mm-hmm. But then it just it hit me very hard as I was thinking about this, that one of the biggest tools, and I say tool, but it's really just one of the most beautiful things that I have as a storyteller is the very close community for when I'm drafting something that is too fragile, too new, too much of a like baby seed to share with a wider audience to be able to share them with like trusted friends who understand what I write and get feedback as I go even if it's not the whole draft as I'm going even if it's like a little snippet that I'm proud of or something it's that's that excitement and energy that I get back from people whose opinion I value that really helps me to stay on track to tell my story and to feel like it's a story worth telling Mm -hmm. and that may not be a you know a tool that is tangible but I don't think I would have made it through multiple stories without it if I think about how long it took I mean there's many factors that go into how to write a story and how over time that changes but it took me a very long time to get through the first story I ever wrote and it was the time when I was also starting to find a writing community So, I mean, that has a big influence on the way that I organize myself and feel like it absolutely cannot continue without that. It could, but I would struggle. Mm. I think that makes sense. I, I too, enjoy getting, I guess I'll say feedback. Um, I think it's curious because sometimes I don't even necessarily want to call it feedback. It just, again, it depends, I think, on what stage of the writing process would I call it even feedback? But I think at that like beginning stage, you know, you and I will exchange different snippets, sometimes full chapters, but just kind of someone saying that like, oh, I see you and this is good. That is very important, I think, to me just as a as a person, as a writer, you know, and I think when we talk about understanding ourselves, knowing thyself, it's interesting to me because I do think, you know, I write For myself, but I also, we've talked about this before, you know, I very much view the world and like connections and how I understand the world, you know, and it would be very difficult for me to write without being connected to others, I think, which I did for my, my first book. I wrote that without really sharing a whole lot about that one, which is just on a shelf, you know, (laughs) but yeah, curious. I think there's a lot to be said for the concept of as a human being needing to be seen. I also write about this a lot. And I don't mean seen as in like physically seen, but seen for who you are and within story. I guess it comes down to what you were talking about with connection. So, okay. I was thinking about how I organize big amounts of information because when we talked about this earlier, The first thing that popped into my head was when I do any kind of big research for things. In my mind, I've sort of split it into two two parts. One being the whole research side of I'm going to dive in and like understand everything, which is really a very me thing to do. And then the other side, which is how do I organize all of this big information for the story itself? So for the story stuff, I feel like it's almost easier because there's a structure to it. There's ways to move things through categories. But I tend to think about it in terms of grounding. So I'm like, 
the, the physical part of like where where are we actually located, but also how am I grounding the reader in the story? How can I organize my information for grounding specifically as I go through the story? And then I have that for the planning phase and I have that also for the revision phase, more so for revision because for me, drafting is very, let's run with it and see how it goes. One of the big things which happens for me in revision is having to organize the information for how I lay some breadcrumbs or seed things for reveals in the story. That's quite hard for me because I like to do most of my reveals later on, like in the third act. And I want to try to make sure that it hits well. So if I'm doing a lot in a in a very tight space, I don't want to overwhelm the reader. And I have to also make sure that I've given them enough that they feel like they could have figured it out themselves. So organizing information in terms of then the grounding and then the seeding. And the last thing, which I, I really suck at this, is time. I, I For some reason, like time does not exist in my stories. I, I really, I'll just go through, I'll write the whole thing. And then at the end, usually somebody will read it and go, what day is this? Like how much time has passed? At some point in my story, somebody will ask me that question and I'll be like, damn it. <laughs> So I have to go in at some point and really peg things onto a timeline. And I realize it's because I don't think chronologically. And this is also when I first started writing stories. I was able to just write out of sequence with everything because I'm always so focused on emotion and the feelings of the characters, which is not to say that I write emotion well. I would like to write emotion well, but I'm always thinking about those feelings. So I'm just following that trail really and not really going with the <laughs> like what day is it <laughs> and and so it's funny because I'll have like a sunrise or something or like it's nighttime and that's just because it fits with the scene and the thing that I'm doing and then at some point I'll have to literally go through and count how that works and then think about the span of time that I want between things and try to jig it. So I usually do that in revision, but that is one of the big things I also have to organize in times of time pots. And that always comes in revision for me because I'm just blah at time. But then I do everything in lists. So I feel like I have to always organize things in very digestible chunks, like little bite-sized snacks, if you will. Of information because if everything is in an essay or just chunked in a place, I I can't do it. It's too much for my mind to take in and then it feels overwhelming. Yeah, so that's how I do story. And then for the research part of it, I tend to rabbit hole a lot for things that I research and I have to peg them onto bigger ideas. I love mind mapping things but I'll keep that for my actual story notebook so that it doesn't bog down the draft in any way. I try to make sure that anything that I then take is just main points that I'll highlight in the actual notes that I take in my notebook. So I'm just pulling in things that are important. And then I figure out from there, how much depth do I need for this? And I have so it's like, I have it almost on a kind of tree, uh, like a sort of hierarchy tree. And then I think about, I take all of that information as I have it for each little rabbit hole subject. So I organize it by subject. And I think about how does it influence my plot and how does it influence my characters and their emotions and their arcs. And if the information that I've researched doesn't do one or more of those things in a way that moves anything forward, then the research stays just for me and gets 
filed away somewhere for some kind of information that I can use either later on or just have it for myself. I know a lot of people do color coding for this as well, which I think that's wonderful for all of you who have the patience, but I do not. <laughs> anyway, I talked a lot there. Tell me how you organize your information. Well, I just want to say I love all of that. I think that that's very cool. Um, Do you ever let something that is maybe perhaps not quite necessary to plot slash character arcs, but just like tastes good, filter through? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to in the beginning and then I learned that it has to be, I don't, you know, I don't know if I, I completely buy into this because somebody gave me feedback that says, this is great and exciting, but how does it tie into the rest? Like, where does it come in later on in the story? Mm -hmm. And for that specific thing, it didn't. But it was just so interesting and fun and entertaining. And I do think that part of telling story is that people want to be lost in a world. And if you have a little nugget of a something, it shouldn't weigh down the story and it shouldn't have so much importance that a reader starts to read into it and expect that something comes in later on. So perhaps I wasn't clear on the weight of it and you need to get the balance right. So more importantly for me is figuring out if I do include little things like that, how am I balancing it? And am I making sure that the things that require more weight for later on in the story are getting that weight? That to me is more important than when I'm doing the revision. So I, I do add those things. In. And actually, I think you're fantastic at asking questions in my drafts of what is what is this like and what does it look like and what are the details here? And, <laughs> and I hear you asking me these questions as I'm drafting, like your voice is in my head and I'm like, Courtney's going to ask me this. So I think Nadine says this too. She hears your voice going, <laughs> what does it look like? Um, I like, I but see, I think it's interesting because I also can get really bogged down and can bog down the reader in a lot of those things which I I think sometimes I have to learn how to pull back but I like as just a person and as a style like damn I want to know this is why I'm doing it like it's fun you know <laughs> and so like I, I do think that there is kind of an element of personal style you gave me some feedback recently. I'll keep this kind of a vague comment, but you'll know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. um, but you gave me some feedback recently on something I was writing where I had named a character that truly is pretty insignificant, right? And just kind of the way this scene was unfolding, it, I believe, made you feel like this person was going to be important later, and mm -hmm. they're not, you know? And I'm just getting caught up in in the tide of story you know sometimes yeah and, yeah yeah so I I do think you know kind of managing how much information you're diverting to the reader is important but also like we got to have fun too you know and for me you know if I'm gonna read a fantasy book like take me away take mm. me away from this freaking place like <laughs> you know so yeah. <laughs> look I think all of those things they do have a place, right? And it's just that books have all these rules that we don't necessarily believe in, but they exist. And if you want to be publishing um, and getting your readers to actually care about the worlds that you write and fit into the market, um, then you have to consider things like word count and what is expected in a genre and all that kind of thing. So 
Yes, I think we should ask ourselves the questions of if I give weight to this thing, what is it telling my reader? What sort of expectations am I setting? What is this, all of this information that I'm taking doing to convey, a is it conveying the message that I wanted to convey? But that said, if you have to cut back on something, it's not a loss because you as a writer have developed this world so deeply. So firstly, part of that is going to come through, even if you're not giving all of that information. When you do the research, when you do all of the stuff that doesn't make it onto the page, your knowledge and understanding of that, even if it's in a sentence or a word choice as it's woven through the story, strengthens your story. It strengthens how you put it across. And the second thing is when you have detail, like I know the exact example that you're talking about right now, you have a whole aspect of a story fleshed out that you'll have to pull back on if you decide to do that. And you can always use that to flesh out a different story, to write a short story, a novella, uh, an extra chapter. We talked about this last time. Think about all of these things that you look up, research, and have to cut that don't make it to the final edit and how much value that can bring. Because I do think when you're taking all of these big chunks of information, you're organizing yourself, you're figuring out what makes the final cut, nothing is wasted. And part of that is what can I reuse, but also it's growing you as a writer as a storyteller when you are digesting that information and part of that gets filed away for later on it might spark something later on in a completely different story what I like to do is always have two documents open uh, and I have my main draft and then I have an interim document which is just me chucking down a whole lot of thoughts for a new chapter or just a snippet or something that I think can land somewhere. Because like I said, I struggle to write chronologically, but I have made myself do that lately because otherwise I end up just going, getting all of the emotional beats wrong because I want to write all over the place. But then I allow myself that freedom in my interim document, which is like my messy draft. And that's how I organize myself. So I have either a Word or a Scrivener document open and I can... Uh, set it up. I, I always set it up in the same template so that I can drag my headings across and I have those visible in a side panel. And then I organize my thoughts in that way. So it's very, very simple. I just write everything that I want to write as I'm like word vomiting it onto a page. And then I make sure that I give it a heading and then I can have multiple tiers of heading if, headings if I need, but I can drag those around and you can do that in Scrivener as well can drag those around and organize them, which is exactly the same concept as if I would write main points on a on a post-it and move them around in my notebook, which is something that I love doing because especially for revisions, when I'm writing main points on a post-it and then I can peel that post-it off the page and move it later and it just dwindles down to something that feels more manageable. Like Anyway, I again went off on a long tangent, but there we go. I love your tangents. Um, I, I think that, um, and for the record, I, um, I am taking your advice that you left in my document. There's something so like special and vulnerable that you get to be in my working document. Don't you think? Yeah, I really like it. And it's like TK, TK, TK. <laughs> I, was, like, yeah. I was like TK construction zone. And I like highlighted it because <laughs> I was like, I know what it is, but I wanted you to know. 
thank you yes <laughs> yeah well and I mean going back to writing essentials um you are um a writing essential for me um Aww. obviously yeah I'm not even kidding yeah I mean it was just true I uh I also use uh Scrivener specifically for drafting um I really like Scrivener for drafting I do like some stuff in there I actually recently found this like new thing which I'm like really into right now called Notion have you heard of Notion I'm pretty sure that I'm the person who sent you Notion but okay yeah oh okay well (laughs) Well, I love it. Um, I've been like uh, organizing my life on there and I'm really just, I'm just like, I'm like letting myself have some fun. I, I've given myself a little time each day to just kind of like play. And I think that that's been something I've really been missing for like a while. It's like, I don't think I've let myself play very much, which I I think that's contributed to some of just like my general like feelings of yuck. <laughs> You know, I, I mean, there's other factors, of course, but like, um, but anyway, I've been letting myself play just like organizing things like you could make your own like wiki and stuff like I had used World Anvil before to like organize. It's actually if you're into like role playing games and stuff and you wanted to like organize a campaign, it would do really well for that. It also has like tons and tons of suggestions for like building out characters, building out uh, historical events, building out political groups. Like there's lots of different questions and just different ways you can organize information. Like they'll have like a, they have like a relationship tree you can build. I love stuff like that. I think it's so fun. So I had done a lot of that for, you'll know what I mean with uh, Project Silver and Gold. I think in particular with Empire of Wolves, one of the things that I've kind of been wanting to do is kind of for myself build like a bestiary type of thing (laughs) just for like different like creatures and stuff like that just for my um my own knowledge and and just to keep track of a few things like that so anyway I've been working in Notion I'm really digging it so probably thank you then um (laughs) well I do have to credit I do have to credit uh Tegan who told me about it so it's cool have you used it briefly I did try to plot something in there and then I got distracted by something else and then went back to my other, because I was trying to import by beat sheet mm. in the way that I like it to look. Uh-huh. And I was getting distracted by having to research how to get it to look how I wanted it to look. And oh, I do it. Gotcha. So then I decided that I was wasting time and I just wanted to write my story. So I've been putting a lot of pictures I really like in there and stuff. This, this is what I've been missing in my life right now. This is like such a really small thing, but like I really enjoy how on the different pages you can assign like an emoji to that page. And so like, I'm like given each character and thing like a fun emoji, like for project silver and gold, I gave Violet, uh, who, you know, uh, like it looks like a beach umbrella. And I was like, that looks like fun. I wish you'd given her a pie. Oh, I could always change it. But I feel like I'd like to give a pie to someone else. Okay. Look, I'll send to you me? a screenshot. You well, I'll I'll tell you <laughs> what, I'll put I'll I'll put you in my notion. And I, I, I made a pie emoji. Yeah, I'll I made one that says author life, like a kind of a, a whole like section. 
I'm still kind of building this out, but I have like all my socials stuff on here, but I'm also adding in some books that I want to read or like articles, like stuff like that. That's just kind of on my to read list for like kind of more business purposes. I found like a kind of like a TikTok calendar thing that, you know, they talk about like the content pillars for when you're showing the world who you are. Like, so anyway, I'm just kind of exploring some of that. And so anyway, I just, I popped it all in there, but I'll make one for you and I'll put a pie in there and I'll just, I'll write nice things about you in it. Oh, <laughs> you see, that feels, that feels like good organization and a writing mm-hmm. essential. Yeah. Yeah. And a pie is a snack. So pie is a snack. Do we, do we want to go into snacks? We do. I mean, snacks. <laughs> do it. Let's go. <laughs> I I have a snack here on my desk, which I've been eating for the last couple of weeks, and I love it. I had it at someone's birthday party, and did you did you take it from them? No, I mean <laughs> she did ask me if I wanted to take the box, and I was very tempted, but I did not. Um, I have some manners. <laughs> I mean, so, if she offered, <laughs> now I know, but like you know. So it is from this brand called R.W. Garcia, and they're these crackers, which they have they have different flavors, but they're made mostly out of corn. And then they have a sweet potato flavor, a beetroot flavor, a kale flavor. And then I saw the other day in the store, which I didn't know they had a lentil one as well. I love lentils, but they're great because they have all kinds of goodness in them and they're vegan. And there's no allergens in them, which is lovely. And they taste good. And and actually earlier, I had this panic because I was trying to open the bag. And I just thought to my, it was really, really, really tight. You know, when they seal it so tightly and you just can't open it. And I was like, imagine I pulled this thing and it burst. And literally, as I thought that it happened and it exploded all over my desk. It was on my laptop. It was on my, and I was freaking out. I was, you know, I always judge people who are like, I don't eat snacks around my laptop because it's messy. And then then it happened. And I was like, oh no, that's why. Because I was judgy. And I had to clean off my laptop Mm. and I was sad. That is sad. And now all of my crackers are in a Ziploc bag because it burst. (laughs) I'm glad you were able to like salvage them though. Oh, I ate every single crumb that landed Good. in a way that could not get into the, I don't, I mean, look, my place is clean here. My desk is like my little sanctuary. Yeah. So whatever lands on there, I'm eating it. It's yeah. Fine. It's your mess anyway. So yeah. So that's my snack. I like that. I like that. What's your snack? Well, one of the things, like, so this is related to my snack, actually, but you know how I like my passion planner? So it has, like, little suggestions each week for, like, different things, like, you can do, which I often don't do those, if I'm being honest. But I was, like, looking today, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is not a bad one. But it says, set a timer for 15 minutes, make a list or mind map of 10 small things that make you happy. Take the time to do at least one of those things every day of this week. And I thought that was really nice. And I was like, you know, I have been treating myself like crap and like a robot. <laughs> and so I was just like, you know, I just um, I made some buffalo dips today. 
You know, I was waiting for Buffalo Dip to feature in this season so far, and I'm so glad that it came in early because I felt like if we don't have a mention of Buffalo Dip, this is going to be a problem. Yeah, I'm not a poser. I'm not a poser. <laughs> this is real. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I had that today, and it was great. Um, I've been eating, like, very healthy lately, and Buffalo Dip, is it's not bad for you, but, like, obviously, like, the hot sauce has, like, sodium in it and stuff, but... Anyway, I really, I was like, Courtney, you need to watch The Bachelor and eat buffalo dip. And I did it. I'm proud of you. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, like, I also have, like, um, like a lot of, like, things on here that I was like, oh, I really like. And one of them was organizing my notion. I am really loving that right now. And, like, I'm just loving going on Pinterest and getting fun pictures to, like, put in there for, like, different inspo and stuff. And I'm, like, letting myself enjoy that. And then I have, like, a bunch of other things on here. But I also, like, you know, like, I'm going to make myself a latte this week, like, on the weekend. It's really hard to do that during the week before work, but on Saturday, I'm going to like make myself like a cute latte and have it in my cute Molly mug, the mug that Molly made for anyone listening. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Take a picture and post yes, it on Storybeast so everyone can see. Yeah, I will. Yeah. I feel like we could all take some time. Obviously, not everyone is having the same life experience I am, but I feel like the expectations on people are just like very high right now I don't know and I'm like maybe this is just me why am I this way but I'm always gonna expect myself to do a lot but I just I feel like I need to be nicer to myself and so I'm kind of working on that Mm, I like that yeah I think that's good yeah thank you for sharing your snack and your wisdom oh thank you for sharing wisdom I'm inspired now I feel like I want to go play and run a notion but actually you should and and what's nice okay you can download it onto your phone and your laptop and they sync up oh no I don't want more things on my phone you need that one because (laughs) no because then you can be on Pinterest and then you put like a cute picture in there and then later when you're like oh yeah like I, I don't know I'm just imagining a life full of love and happiness for you with notion (laughs) for you to say that no and oh and it's free it's free (laughs) like well the one i'm using is free i think they do have a paid version i also have the free version yeah Yeah. i'm putting you in my notion you need to put me in your notion yeah what do you want your emoji to be well i i want to have a pie as well that way we can match okay we'll have matching pies i think that's really cute yeah I love you. <laughs> uh, well, I'm giving you a matching pie, so that's yes. I know. I know that it means you love me. Um, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I also love everyone listening. Um, I hope that if you are listening and you've made it this far, that you take some time to do something for yourself that makes you feel good. Um, because I think the reality is, is we really. As much as I'd love to treat myself like a machine, and I often do, like we are not. And if you have, I think, professional aspirations in this field, you know, I mean, we could theoretically like make ourselves work all the time, which I feel like I often do. Like I do the day job, do the other stuff. People have kids, people have so many things going on and it's go, 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 go. And we have to 
also be people because if we burn out, we're going to burn out and it's going to be bad. Mm -hmm. So if you need to make yourself some buffalo dip, please do that. Take some time to watch The Bachelor, get on Notion, (laughs) read your fanfics, paint your nails, do whatever, even if it's a small thing. I think that would be very good for anyone listening to do that. Get your post-its and get your post-its. Yes, get your get your cards out. Do like a nice layout. So you're a happy organization. This is just me yes. who gets happy organizing things. Well, if that's I mean, but that's important. To know thyself. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Okay. Well, be brave. Stay beastly. And take care of yourself this week.